0: Welcome to The Carter Report and thanks for joining us. Today we are going to continue the series on the coming world boycott and American Bible prophecy. Today we are going to discuss the greatest threat in America's history and that is the coalition of church and state and persecution of religious minorities. The Carter Report investigates the mysteries of the past as it seeks to interpret amazing predictions concerning our future. John Carter, scholar, writer, and traveler, invites you to join him as he unlocks mankind's most valuable treasure. I want to say tonight, America can stand tall and America can know that God has blessed her. You know that? This nation in many ways has been like Israel of old. A nation whom God reached out and lifted up and placed on the pinnacle of earthly powers. And God did this because God wanted his people to have a place for freedom and a place for religious liberty. The second beast of Revelation 13 is Protestant America. Now, John Wesley said he hasn't come yet, 1760, but she is here now. I want to talk now on one of the factors that has made America great. What I'm going to say is very, very important. Listen. The Roman Catholic Church in the Dark Ages, wherever she has the authority, anywhere in the world today, is a union of church and state. Now, I'm going to come to the blackboard, and I'm going to talk about this, Then we're going to talk about the image of the beast, and you folk are going to say, hallelujah, I'm glad that I found this out. Okay. The great Roman Catholic Church is a union of the church plus the state. You see, what happened in the Dark Ages was was this that the church, because it lacked spiritual power, because it didn't have the Holy Spirit, the church reached out and took hold of the power of the state and used the power of the state to enforce religious laws. That's very, very important. You see, even in old England with the Church of England, which was only a step out of the Church of Rome, the Puritans were driven, my friend, of this country because of the union of church and state. And when the Puritans got over here, some of them brought with them the same ideas on the union of church and state. And this country, the United States of America, went through a time of gross and awful religious intolerance right here in America. There has been many, many, there have been many, many people who have been persecuted in this country, as in Europe because of their religious beliefs. You go and read the story of the Puritans when they got over here. You know it is true. And that is because, ladies and gentlemen, they had this idea that somehow the church had to get the power of the state to bring about religious laws to make the people please God, you see. Now, no doctrine is more destructive, more erroneous, more cursed than the doctrine that church and state are united together to enforce the worship of God. With that in mind, come here and read the prophecy. Read the prophecy. He exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence. And causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. I almost tremble to read those words. Bible prophecy says that the greatest nation under God's blue sky will be instrumental in the last days in leading the world back to Rome. The next verses tell you how it is going to be done through Protestantism. Listen, he performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down to heaven on the earth in the sight of man. Verse 14, notice this, notice verse 14. He deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs or miracles which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth, those who live on the earth, to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. The Bible says, my friend, now listen, don't get mad with me. You better believe this tonight if you're going to be ready for what is going to come upon America and what is going to come upon the whole world. The Bible says, in the last days, something is going to happen here in the greatest country of the world. And this great nation is going to make an image to the papacy. Now let me write this up. The Bible says it is going to set up an image to the beast. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm losing my microphone right down here. Would one of you men come out and pull it out, please? The Bible says that this great power of Protestantism in the last days is going to set up an image to the beast. The question is, what is? Could somebody come out and pull this out, please? Thank you. The Bible says, that this great power is going to set up the image to the beast. Now, what is an image? Say if I were to come into your home and I were to say to you, say if you're a a mother, you've got a little baby, and I look at your little baby and I say, isn't she beautiful? She's the very image of her mother. What will, will the mother think I'm telling her? that the little baby girl with blonde hair is just like her mother, right? So an image is what? An image, my friend, is a copy or a likeness. The Bible says that in the last days this great power of Protestant America is going to set up an ecclesiastical religious organization that is going to be a copy of the Church of Rome. And the Church of Rome, ladies, listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Rome, in essence, is a great church, united together, anxious to bring in the kingdom of God, and a great church that is wedded to the state. That is why this great nation has said in the First Amendment, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Do you want to know why those men said that? They knew, my friend, by experience, the curse of the, separ- of the union of church and state. They had felt the dragon's breath. They knew the awfulness of the Inquisition. They knew what happened when clerics got the power of the government and tried to enforce religious laws. And so those noble founders of this noble nation said, let the church stay out of politics and let the politicians stay out of the church. That's what they said. They knew, I want to tell you, they knew by experience, they knew by the experience of the Pilgrim Fathers, they knew the experience of what happened back in England, they knew what happened in Europe, they were well acquainted with the papacy the union of church and state, and so those noble founders of the American nation said, let church and state be separate, let freedom ring, you see. (laughs) Let freedom ring. What is more, when they did this, they did this with the idea that religion should be allowed to grow. This is a God-fearing nation. One nation under God. But listen, religion is the strongest and the best when the government keeps out of it. You hear that? Religion is the strongest and the best when Caesar keeps out of it. But listen, historically, whenever the church has gone to the halls of political power, to enforce laws that she cannot do through the preaching of the Word of God, then, my friend, there has come the torture persecution. Have you heard this? And America, even in recent times, has done this. I have here a book called... Look, I wish I could show you this picture. It's called Dateline Sunday... There is a picture, my friend, taken in the last century of a group of Sabbath keepers out on the roads in chains in the United States of America because they broke Sunday laws. You say, I don't believe it. My friend, there are Sunday laws everywhere in America. But, my friend, those Sunday laws are un American absolutely un-American. And every sentiment to bring in the kingdom of God through the power of Washington is un-American and an attack upon the American Constitution. You hear that? And listen, I want to tell you something. Only the very ignorant don't know that those who know the history of Europe, those who know the prophecies say, let the church preach the gospel. I want to say something tonight. And if if people take this the wrong way, so be it. A preacher's place is in the pulpit to preach the Word of God. That's where the preacher ought to stay. A preacher is called to preach the Word of God not to manipulate the politicians in Washington. You hear that? And I want to say something else. The Bible says that in the last days, America is going to set up an image to the beast. It grieves me to tell you this. But God's word has written it down, friend that there is going to come a great religious coalition. The churches are going to come together as they did in the days of Constantine as they did in the days of the great apostasy. And those churches, once they've come together, they are going to reach out and they're going to get the power of the state and then they're going to say, we are going to bring in the kingdom of God and what is more, if you don't go with us, we won't buy your goods and we won't sell to you. It's happened before in history. It happened in the Dark Ages. It happened in the early days of America. Bible prophecy says it is going to happen again. And I'm here to tell you tonight, my friend, on the authority of the Word of God, it is later than any American or Australian thinks. And it's time that we turn to God in prayer. You hear that? We are living in the most serious times. And there are many Baptists who will say amen with me. They're concerned with what they're seeing. There are some Adventists who can see the trends. There are some Lutherans and people already are standing up. And they're saying, we are afraid where things are going in this country. I want to tell you, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid because God has predicted it and God has predicted the outcome and God says the truth is going to come out on top. You hear that? The truth is going to come out on top. Now listen, I'm going to tell you where it's going to go and let me say this, I want to go on record tonight and applaud those great preachers in America who are standing up against the immorality in this land. God bless them. I want to say, God, thank you for those men. I've heard them, like Jimmy Swaggart, who've got the courage to speak against abortion and the sins of homosexuality and pornography. I think it is a tragedy that other ministers in this country have lacked the courage of those men. You hear that? And I say, God bless them. God bless them. Now listen. I'm going to tell you what the prophecy says is going to happen. The prophecy says that this great land, the greatest land in the world is going to set up an image to the beast, it is going to set up a system, a political religious system which is going to take the world back to Rome and bring about a coalition of powers that will bring in persecution. Notice Revelation 13 verse, verse 15. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast, this great coalition of church and state, should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. That is what is going to happen. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, So that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Ladies and gentlemen, what is going to happen is this. There is going to come a grand coalition of all the churches. And they're going to say, on what can we really agree? And they are going to find there is only one thing they can really agree, and that is this stepchild, this illegitimate son of the great prostitute. And they're going to say, we must unite. And we are going to unite upon this mark. Of our authority, and unless you go with us, and unless you join with us, we're going to boycott you. We won't buy your goods, we won't sell to you. And unless you go with us, eventually it is going to be said from the highest judicial source in the land you will be put to death. Did you know? There are forces working in America that would like to do this. I want to read you a statement out of a Protestant magazine. You will gasp. You better believe it. And what is more, you and I had better make a decision tonight for Jesus and the Sabbath. Listen. I read it to you, this special alert. Listen. This issue is being brought to your attention this third time, not for the sake of controversy, but because as a nation we are suffering in every way, economically and otherwise, for failure to establish and enforce observance by all the people, including the strangers in our midst. I guess that's me. Of a Sabbath day holy unto the Lord. It is not the duty of any particular group of people. It is not the duty of any church. Listen, it is the duty of the government of His people to thus proclaim a day as the Sabbath, to be uniformly observed through the length and breadth of our land. Our forefathers did this by government enactment, they did. And God blessed and prospered their undertaking, he did not. They were not troubled by opposition to the day, for all were aware that Sunday, the Lord's Day, was number seven. It is the responsibility of the government to decree the very words of the Bible. How blind can bigots become? It is the responsibility of government to decree the establishment of a uniform observance of the six days to labor to be followed by the seventh as the Sabbath. Thus setting the pattern of labor and rest in conformity with the terms of the fourth commandment. I quote the fourth commandment. It is the duty of the government to enforce the observance of Sabbath-keeping requirements as our nation did up to and until the birth of the present-day apostasy and the Sabbatarian movement. Do you know what that is? That is the most un-American document ever. That, my friend, is against everything that this nation stands for. It is against everything the Bible stands for. But listen, my friend, I say to you, it is a direct fulfillment of the prophecy of Revelation 13. We have come to the time. present religious political movements tell me that this great prophecy is about to be fulfilled I'm going to read one other text with you and then I'm going to make an appeal to you for Christ's sake and your sake I want you to come to Revelation 7 After these things I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, the winds of strife that the wind should not blow on the earth or the sea or on any tree then i saw another angel ascending from the east having the seal of the living god that's the following of jesus and keeping his commandments including the sabbath and uh, he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to harm the earth and the sea saying harm not the earth the sea all the trees till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. We have come to that great era in the history of the world when God, and in this world, right here in this world, there are going to be two great classes. There is going to be one class which is going to follow tradition and go the easy way, And they're going to fit in. They're going to be conformists. And they're going to be found in every church. Every church is going to have them. Every church, my friend, is going to have these people who do not really know Jesus and God is going to have a message which is going to go to every church and people are going to step out of every church and they're going to come over here and stand on the side of the Bible and they're going to stand for the man of the cross and they're going to stand for the Sabbath and they're going to stand for the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. I ask you tonight, will you take your stand with them? That's what I'm asking you tonight because of the issue, because of the closeness of time, because of the fact that Jesus is coming, because the Sabbath is the Lord's day. Because it stands for allegiance to Jesus Christ. Because Rome's day, my friend, is Sunday. And when you know the truth, not before you know it, but now that you know the truth, and God is going to have a message so everybody will know it. But when you know the truth, Rome's day, my friend, stands for allegiance with Rome. I ran a series of meetings recently in the Philippines. We had people come by the thousands and the thousands. Sitting down the front every night, there were three Roman Catholic priests as well as most of the Marcos family. And as those three Roman Catholic priests sat there night after night, I thought to myself, what are they going to do with this message? What are they going to do when they hear about the beast and the image of the beast and the mark of the beast? I want to tell you folks something. When I made an appeal, they were the first on their feet. And as I stood later on at the baptismal font, and as we saw a thousand people baptized into Christ and into this truth. A Roman Catholic priest came up out of the crowd and stood beside me and I said to him, Sir, how can I help you? He said, I am discovering Jesus and he said, I've discovered the truth of Jesus and he said, by the grace of Christ I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to be baptized. I'm going to keep the Sabbath. I'm going to keep God's commandments. And he has.